This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Thanks for tuning in this afternoon to I Work For Him as Martha and I are on location in Savage, Minnesota, where it's beautiful outside. It's sunny and 35. There's snow on the ground. It's incredible. But we're on location at the headquarters of Nepsis. You can check them out online at investwithclarity.com. That's investwithclarity.com. My good friend, Mark Pearson, and show supporter from almost the very beginning of I Work For Him is here to share a little bit of his story. Mark Pearson, thanks for sharing your radio studio with us today. My pleasure. It's nice, isn't it? It's There's very lots nice. of stuff laying around all over. <laughs> you got video, you got, and you got your own assistant. That's fantastic. You raised he, him from... The, he, he's expensive, I can tell you that. Matt, say hello to the audience. He's on mute. Help. <laughs> uh, that was Matt Pearson. You you didn't prep him for that, Matt. You got to be aware. You got to be part of the show. We got to be part of the show. All right, we're so we're on location. We're going around the country. We're meeting Christ-following business owners that are putting their faith into work each and every day. And Mark Pearson is one of those guys who's got a huge stewardship responsibility given to him. Mark, why don't you tell us about Nepsis? Sure. Well, Nepsis uh, is a Greek word which means to be watchful, alert, and vigilant, with a clear and sober mind against illusions and fear, thus allowing one to obtain ultimate clarity and if you didn't understand that call the listener line 866-713-9675 all right so really and what, what are they going to do when they call the listener I had to tell, tell just say <laughs> can mark pearson please what? explain that again <laughs> listen to the whole show the greek it's a greek word no, we, got the, we got the clarity thing what is oh. nepsis all about oh well nepsis so we are a financial services firm providing portfolio management to financial advisors and individual investors as well as uh, financial planning utilizing everything on a foundation of clarity. So you help everybody be good stewards with their money. Everybody that's a client of yours, you help them be good stewards of what they've been entrusted with. Well, I don't help them do anything. That's between them and God. But what I do provide is guidance. We provide information. We provide clarity in their investments and in their planning to help them understand where their purpose lies and how God wants them to be obedient in utilizing the goods and services, the blessings that God has given us. All right, so let's just let's just step back just a minute, and, sure. and Martha, if you want to jump in anytime. Now, see, Martha and Mark and I go way, way back. I was noticing when you introed him, you, you're like my good friend, Mark Pearson. I was better like, friends with Martha. <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. But the truth of the whole story, we can tell the whole story. We don't we don't no. talk on the phone regularly or anything. So no, I'll, that's let, good. I'll let you take that. That's I'll good. Let you take that. That gives me great solace right there. Uh, Mark and Martha and I all went to high school youth group together at Oxborough Evangelical Free Church way back when, and Martha and Mark sung in a band together. 
I am so gl- I'm I'm curious but glad at the same time that there are no recordings. Of oh, there's that. recordings, aren't are there? Are there? I, I don't think so. I have I have no idea. Now we I, record, I, you know, ourselves around the dinner table, but back e, then you didn't record. Stuff. I, we had back in those days. I don't days, even know. Did we they, sound good? They used tape back then. I yeah, mean, we did. What, I bet Fish has got tapes. I, I don't know if Fish has tape or not. We'd have to ask him. He is kind of a pack rat, though. So absolutely, he could. if anybody absolutely. does, it's him. He may, but I don't know that we ever made any. I don't know. That we we might have been good. I'm sure we were amazing. We were amazing. <laughs> we were legends in our own. You were legends in your own mind. Own mind. Right. All right. So let's talk about faith here. How, when you hear "I work for him," Mark Pearson, what does it mean to you? Well, when I hear "I work for him," it means that I'm uh, in complete obedience to what he has called me to be doing with the gifts and talents that he's given me. Mm. Perfect. And how does that play out every day with Nepsis? Well, that's a that's a very you're asking of you're you go man you just go deep Dive right deep. away. Right to the jugular. I mean, I mean, it's like right to yeah, the jugular. you want to make me feel uncomfortable. No, you realize that's not what happened. <laughs> that is not what I'm trying to do. He's going to work. We're uh, trying. Uh, we're well, tr- I'm trying to help people understand about yeah, one of my great sponsors day, and one of my great friends. Yeah, every day is different. Uh, every day brings new challenges and 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 new blessings. Uh, every day has ups and downs. Every day is opportunity to make a difference, and uh, most importantly, every day is an opportunity for me to uh, utilize the gifts and talents that God has given me. All right, Matt, you're Mark's <laughs> oldest son, so yep. how does how does your dad, you, you've been watching your dad walk in faith all your life. You're, are you 25 now? 24. 24. All right. I, I've, I've known you since you were nothing. The girls right. are 25. The girls are twenty. That's right. The girls are twenty-five this year. That's right. Get it right. I, I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. So Matt, as you've seen your dad grow in his faith and walk out his faith here at Nepsis, what does it look like to you? What What have you seen? How have you seen your dad's faith grow? Train wreck. <laughs> lately. Well, lately, yeah, we went through some struggles uh, the past probably six months, and uh, I think just throughout that whole experience, I I saw him rely on his faith um, to help carry him through that. Did you guys, I mean, we prayed together on the phone, Mark, when you were going through some of those struggles. Did you guys ever pray together as a team? Yeah, we have. We do. In our lunchroom. Well, our conference room, actually. It was great. I yeah. just said lunch in the lunchroom. It's Mark, not a lunchroom. It's really a conference room. Well, we but... just said lunch in the conference room. So we room. conferenced yeah. in the... We conferenced in the lunchroom. So we lunched yeah. in the conference Okay, room. so you're living out your faith, and you're, you're helping other people. Well, you're giving them the platform for great stewardship with their stuff. Yes. I, I love the fact that... Okay, so you got... You got all three kids involved involved in the business. Well, the third one is not by choice right now because No, I was talking to him. He said he really loved paperwork. He he'd love to spend the rest of his life doing paperwork. <laughs> that must have been after the conversation said that he doesn't want to go to college. He just wants to raise a hundred million dollars and run his own business. So he's just like his dad. Yes, he is. <laughs> that's what I told him yesterday. Wow, that's nice. And guess what I said to him just like my dad did. You gotta earn it the hard way. <laughs> you gotta go to college. Yeah, well, what did your dad actually say it in, in a way that we could actually repeat those words on the radio? Yeah, my dad. My dad never swore. Okay, so what did he tell you, Mark, when he moved, when he when he left you here in the Twin Cities and took off for Nebraska? What did he say to you? He's well. It was a process. He told me over the course of high school that you were responsible for your own college. He said that uh, if you want new clothes, you got to go buy them yourself. Uh, you need to pay for your own gas in the car, and you need to pay for the car insurance if you're going to drive my car. And uh, basically, he was prepping me to take care of myself. And so, being the good steward that I was back in those days and the smart student with the, I can't remember if I got a 16 or 18 in my ACT score. 
I can't count that high on either number, so I don't remember exactly. Uh, but he basically said, uh, you got to pay your own way. And so when I when my mom tells a story that when they drove off one direction, I drove off the next direction over to Fish's house to live there for a year. <laughs> That's right. I had $62 in my bank account, and I was washing dishes at Perkins uh, two days a week, making like $40 a month or something like that. Hey, you were making probably good almost, old three, days. Yeah. almost three bucks an hour. Though. And I, I had, this was after I got, this was after I decided I can't go to Bethel. Yeah. Uh, cause Bethel at that time budget? was, yeah, well, Bethel at that time was three, uh, paltry three grand a year. Now 50 grand a year. Yeah. And yeah, but community uh, college was like 1100 or yeah, something. Well, crazy. I don't, it wasn't that bad. I don't know, but I don't Noel remember. It was like 500 bucks. You, it was pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. But I ended up, so I ended up getting, fortunately ended up getting a great job at a restaurant as a, I uh, started out as a busser and then moved to a waiter. Oh, come on. Give them a plug. They're gone. They're out of business. Now. Well, that's why you should give them a plug. Cheat cheese, celebration of food. Yeah, but people still eat cheat cheese in the grocery they store. They do, but I don't know who they probably owns don't that. even know that the there was restaurant's a restaurant. gone. That, yeah. They probably don't no. these days. They don't and that whole area where that restaurant is is completely different oh if word. you drive by it. It's yeah. unbelievable. But I worked thirty hours a week, paid my own way through college, and uh, ended up getting married right before I graduated college. And I even had a couple shekels in the bank. Yeah, well, and and you married up. I did. I did. Up. That's what everybody says. Oh, everybody says that to me too. So we're together. And <laughs> well, it's and because, you shouldn't argue Matt, when your wives are around, did, right? Did your, did your dad marry way up, Matt? Yeah, no question. <laughs> well, <laughs> she would probably tell you that she knows she did. You married up. It was the she, best decision she ever made. Oh, I've heard her say that. <laughs> I've never heard her say that she had any regrets. Oh, I'm sure she has. Oh, no, I've never heard her say them. <laughs> I can guarantee you she's got some. I'm way too I, I'm way too type A. She's way too type B. She might regret that she didn't sit up here during the radio. I know show. we're gonna we, make her regret it. Well, no. <laughs> I don't oh. think that's how no, it we're works. Not. Oh, right, oh right. sorry. We, I work we, for him. Radio right. show. I work for him. Yeah, that's right. I work for him and we honor our wives and Yes we, we do. do. I honor right. her. I she's awesome. Yes. Yeah, thirty yeah, thirty years last year. 30 years last year, 31 this year. That's right, in May. We're on location in Savage, Minnesota. That's right, Savage, Minnesota. Martha and I are being hosted by Mark Pearson with Nepsis. You can check him out online, investwithclarity.com, investwithclarity.com. All right, we've got part of the family here. we got Mark Pearson. we got Matt Pearson. And, and Matt, let's just, let's, just, let's just clear some things up right here. So you've been living with your dad all your life, and you're still mooching now? Are you still mooching? Yep. Yep. Okay, very good. Very good. He is a smart young man. That's right. Mooch is an understatement. You mean ripping off. <laughs> are you, are, oh, boy. Don't you you'd like to clear things up? You want to clear things up on the air right now? Okay. Matt, talk about your faith, your faith and how it interfe- intersects with your work each and every day. What, do you, what role do you play here at Nepsis? So I deal, well, my role varies. I, I usually do whatever Mark tells me. Smart boy. You don't call him dad at the office? No. Mark and Julie. Isn't that weird? Yeah, sometimes I do it not at work, and they're like, no, can you just call me mom and dad? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you do whatever they tell you, but how does that impact the customer? Client. The client? The client, their Thank customer. Thank you, Matt. He's been well-trained. clients. Nice. I like that. So I deal, I deal mostly with advisors. So our advisors that utilize our services, I spend primarily most of my time talking with them. Okay, so it, let's, let's try to get our sentences just a little longer. Then how does your faith... We're in, bottom line, guys. We, we, we're to the point, black, black and white. Yeah. In him. We're has, I do. He has Julie DNA in him, so he's not as bottom line as you are. 
He doesn't have all Bill in him like I, you do. I need to tell you that, frankly, Julie is more bottom line black and white than I am. I've seen it. I've seen that part of she her. She is very she black and white. She just doesn't yell it. Right. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> She's not an authoritarian. So Matt, how does your faith impact what you do on a daily basis? That's a good question. I like to ask good questions. He didn't know you were going to interview I, I him. I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, well, you think yeah. about that. We'll come back to your. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that. Well, yeah. Four-year-old kid, you're I, just interviewing on the radio. I, my kids can answer those questions. I'm sure he just hasn't didn't know he was going to be asked a question. He's totally prepared. Uh, you not what? Does your dad never let you come on his his show? No, he does. Okay. He is on the show. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I I'm going to help answer because this is the way I. I just had this conversation with actually with uh, the nice gentleman that you just introduced me to. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I didn't know if I should say his Probably name not. on the radio. Yeah. So uh, I told him that if you go to our website, if you go to anything that we have, you don't see anything that says faith. Right. You, you see nothing about Jesus. We're Christians. We're faith-based. We work with. Uh, faith organizations, blah, blah, blah. In fact, I said to him, I said, the only thing you'll find that's faith-based that, or you could read into is on our ADV, which is the filing document we have to give the SEC, which says that if we have any trade errors, the proceeds of that go to Christian International Foundation, my parents' ministry. That's it. And I said to him that uh, I've been around more Christians who have attempted to take advantage of me and, and have tried to rip me off then More quote-unquote Christians. Quote-unquote. Okay. And I believe that you can talk about your faith all day long. And I can talk about my faith all day long. But at the end of the day, it's actions that speak louder than words. And it's how you conduct yourself in business. It's how you are ethical, how you treat others with respect. It is how you honor your wife while you're at work. It is how you honor your children at work. Respect uh, and showing love and consideration. And it doesn't have to be for your family, but it can be for your employees as well. And uh, over the years, I have uh, had a mantra, a belief that your faith is based on your actions and not on your words. And so uh, we conduct a very professional organization. Now, people ask, what does Nepsis mean? People ask, how did I come up with the name Nepsis? And then I say, well, well, thanks for asking that really good question. You ready for me to really bock your socks off? Do you really want to know the answer? Do you really want an answer? Yeah, I want to know the answer. Well, audibly, Holy Spirit gave it to me. And then they look at you and go, what? But I've had people in my office where I've told my story, and they say, you know, you've, you've been given favor. And, uh, and I, I, I don't prefer to call it that because I don't get God... Uh, has blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. And from my perspective, uh, my job, sole job, is to honor him and to be obedient to what he's called me to do. And when you do that, I let God do all the work around sharing your testimony, you know, what, where your faith is and what's happening here, what's happening there, uh, because I believe, I, I'm not a, uh, a missionary personality. My spiritual gift is not in, in missions and preaching and teaching. Right. Um, and so I, I just say, hey, God, you use me where you want to use me. And I just hopefully am being obedient and doing that. You know, so that's one of the reasons that we're on the radio, though, is what you prefaced all of that with was how many Christians take advantage of that platform. And then they smear the name of God. Right. And um, because they're using it as an advantage right. or a, an in or a, of course, you're going to do business with me yeah. because, you know, I am, 
I'm the only one doing this, you know, yeah. and I'm a Christian. Um, and that's why we're on the radio, Jim, is because we want people to see their work as um, much more than just a means to an end. Right. That God's given them that opportunity. Yeah, I tell the story often about uh, I was driving to Omaha for a board meeting once. I don't even think I've told you this story. And uh, I was speeding. Shocker. There's a shock. I had no idea you were speeding. We've Brent. heard that part of a story before. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I, I in was that running Mazda a little bit late. <laughs> And uh, I got pulled over in Iowa, which was not, you know, uncommon for me. And uh, it was early in the morning. And uh, the police officer, the, the state patrol, comes up along the passenger side. My daughter was with me. And uh, he, he says, to my, says to me, um, is it okay if your daughter waits in the car while, you know, we speak? I said, sure, that's fine. So, which is really kind of odd. I've never had that happen before. So I got out of the car. And he and I were walking back to his trooper, to his car, which I've, ne- I've been pulled over in Iowa before. I've never had that happen. So uh, I'm on the way to the car, I said to him, I said, man, the things you do for your parents. And because uh, I'm pulled over at 630 in the morning, whatever it is, in the middle of Iowa. And he says, uh, where are you heading? And I said, well, I'm heading to my parents' board meeting. They have a Christian ministry in the Dominican, and I'm on the board of directors. And he says, oh, really? Interesting. So here's where it gets a little freakier. Not only do I go to his car, but I don't sit in the back while he does all the work. I sit in the passenger seat, the front of the state trooper's car. How often does that happen? I don't know. We've never been in that situation before, Mark. Well, <laughs> Tell us. I, 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 Matt, all the times you've been pulled over by the police, did you sit in the front of the car? What's the, the probability? The Just for the record, I've never been handcuffed. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, long story longer, uh, He's, he says to me, uh, you know, I used to be a, he says, are you a believer? And I said, as a matter of fact, I am. And he says, I used to be, hmm. but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way back. And I said, yeah, sometimes, uh, God, and he interrupts and says, tests us. And I said, exactly. He tests us. And wouldn't you know, right at that moment, his CB goes off, and he's called off to an accident. And he says, uh, get out of here. And I said, what about the ticket? And he says, we have discretion. I'm, not, I'm waving it. I'm just giving you a warning. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. How much was the ticket supposed to be for? He says, 182 bucks or whatever it was. And I said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to write a check out for 182. I'm going to give it to the ministry in your name, and our board's going to pray for you today. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'd really appreciate that. He was tearing I mean, the guy was tearing up. So I don't, you know. I don't know what his, what his situation was, but I, I believe that each of us have gifts that God's given us to have impact in people's lives. Some people have gifts like you guys have to do what you do. I could never do what you guys do. I shouldn't say I couldn't. If God wanted me to, he would, make, he would have me do it, right? But I think we're all given gifts and talents in different ways, and I think sometimes we try too hard to impress God. We try too hard to want to please him, and all God says is just listen to me. I'll tell you what I want you to do and be obedient. And in this case, I really believe I was nothing more than a port in a storm for the guy. That I was there, God was using me specifically in that case. I was tuned in with the Holy Spirit, listening, what am I supposed to say, what am I supposed to do? And I run my business, and I run everything that I do in the same manner. Now, don't get me wrong, I, pl- I have plenty of flaws and make lots of mistakes, and you know we all do. But at the same time, if we're obedient 
God will bless you in many ways, not necessarily monetarily. So did you make that donation to your dad, of course. Mom and dad's ministry? Absolutely. Pray for that guy? Absolutely. Did you get his card I so told you. follow up with him? Um, I didn't. Uh, um, oh, I'm trying to remember. I did get his information. I'll tell you why. Uh, my dad emailed. I told him the story. Yeah, because we prayed for the guy. We right. didn't know his name and everything else, and I don't remember his name now. But I do remember about six months later. He was in a news article because he was in a high-speed chase and he had to shoot somebody. And my dad sent me the article, and I had sent him an email and asked how I was doing and was praying for him and that kind of thing. <laughs> Fantastic. Best line of work. I love it. Martha and I are on location in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis in St. Paul and on location in the suburb called Savage. It's right next to the greatest suburb of Minneapolis-St. Paul, Burnsville, where we all graduate. No, Mark didn't graduate. He was a prestigious West Bloomington grad. I went to a real high school. Yeah, that's right. We graduated from the only high school that won hockey tournaments. What? <clears throat> what? Did, did, what? Do you remember Jefferson winning a hockey tournament? Well, he says Jefferson... Biggie, you've been gone a long no, time. I no, mean, Bloomington t- Jefferson is a, If you want to look in the archives, uh. there's not even close <laughs> how many times Jefferson went to state high school, uh, won the state high school oh, hockey okay, tournament okay. versus That's Burnsville's prime. two times. Pr- oh. It has been a while since we were in high school. Uh, yes, it has been a few years since we were Just in high school. Just a few. Just a few. Yeah, I think Jefferson has won six or seven state tournaments. Wow. That's nice. First hockey game ever was when Burnsville went to state in my life. Oh, my word, was that fun. Yeah, it's the first time I went wow. to high school hockey game, too. Because so, in Illinois, they didn't have that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my same basketball. my same problem. Yes. Illinois didn't have it. So our Florida friends, I mean, now, you know, we've got all the, the professional teams that people enjoy. But there's nothing like high school no. hockey. No, there's well, nothing in Florida, like And your family knows their, that full about, well. Yes. In Florida, they're freakish about uh, college sports and specifically college football, for I sure. I don't even know if you NHL. even know that my son Ryan played in the state high school tournament. When he was a junior. That's awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just wild. So much fun. Oh, my gosh. He had a blast. All right. That's the voice of Mark Pearson, the CEO of Nepsis. Check him out online, investwithclarity.com. He's one of our main sponsors, been on the air with us for many, many years. You know, it's all about clarity versus cloudiness. When it comes to seeing and believing, we love to see clearly, but sometimes we embrace the clouds because we fear the truth. When it comes to your investment portfolio and your investment advisor, Clarity goes a long way. As you know, Nepsis has been a longtime part, partner and supporter of iWork for him. And today, we've got Mark Pearson at his world headquarters in Savage, Minnesota. And he's sharing a little bit of how his faith impacts what he does every day. Mark, I, I want to talk about, let's just, just tell people what Nepsis, I mean, you've got it right there in front of you. You've got five key points, five, what is, it, what is it called? Five common challenges investors face. Talk about what is it you do to help investors just be at peace and trust you to help them be good stewards of what they've been entrusted with. Sure. So uh, I used to have this mantra that was, you shouldn't trust me. Uh, my personality is one that I don't trust people. And so if I don't trust people, how can I ever ask you to trust me? And trust is earned, right? And so uh, if I'm with somebody and they're asking me about managing their very hard-earned money, uh, and I don't expect them to trust me, how am I ever going to get them to give me their money? Because the number one reason why people choose a financial advisor is trust, mm-hmm. right? So if I tell you up front, the number one reason why you choose a financial advisor, you shouldn't trust me, what kind of sign does that send them? I was right? always funny when you said that. I'm like, oh, okay. I still because trust, trust is earned. Sure it is. However, clarity provides trust. Clarity 
opens the doorways for you to understand what is really happening with your money. And we often say here at Nepsis that there is the scientific aspect of investing, you know, the mathematical piece, and then there's the behavioral piece. The scientific piece is the philosophy and strategy. What kind of businesses do you want to own? What type of investments do you want to own? How do you go about making the decisions to buy or sell an investment? We often tell our clients that investing is a process, a process. The behavioral aspect of that, which is where actually most investors end up failing, is the flexibility and transparency. Transparency is what gives people the clarity to help them make better investment decisions. We've all heard about the stories about people who are unsuccessful in investing. There's studies like Dalbar every comes out every year with studies about investor behavior and how it negatively impacts their investment portfolio. These are statistical facts. There's uh, today there is more cash on the sidelines, over fifteen trillion dollars sitting on the sidelines today, which is more than was on the sidelines at the peak of the financial crisis ten years ago. So. It begs the question, why do people time, try to time the market? Why are people running to low-cost index funds as opposed to hiring advice to help them understand what's happening with their money? Because people don't understand the investment world. People don't understand what investing with clarity means. The idea of knowing what you own or the ability to know what you own and why you own it is what enables people to trust the process, enhancing potentially their ability to invest with success. Now, you've had the opportunity over a lot of years. And, Martha, you just pound me over the head. I, I keep turning my head the other direction. Did you have a question for Mark? It looked like you did. Um, not right at that moment. Okay. So you had the opportunity uh, over, the, uh, over a lot of years to really lift up a lot of small and medium businesses that are not startups, but developing businesses, and you saw value in them. Can you talk about talk about some of the fun you've had helping people to lift up industry? I mean, because you've really had a lot of fun impacting the economy. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a great question, actually. It's an ironic question, uh, actually. Uh, one of the companies we're invested in right now, which is, you know, for full disclosure, SEC filings, uh, one of our largest holdings in a company called EcoArc, and EcoArc owns a company called Zest, which is a bulletin board stock. Full disclosure, this is not a uh, recommendation or solicitation to buy the stock. So and past performance don't go is never it. indicative or is exactly, rarely never. indicative of future results. Exactly. But I've been involved with this company since it was private. And one of the intriguing things that got me interested in this company was they are a company that has a technology that no one remotely is close to having, which it, uh, monitors and tracks the freshness of fresh food, uh, proteins, uh, pharmaceuticals. You can track temperature. You can track who's touched it. You know, the big Chipotle thing that happened a while back, I just saw an article yesterday, 200 million eggs were recalled uh, a few days ago because of salmonella. Mm -hmm. This technology helps alleviate that problem Mm. and can, frankly, at the end of the day, save lives, but also save food. Uh, over a trillion dollars a year is lost in freshness, fresh food, that you have to throw away. And all that fresh food, of course, then goes into the ground, which is a whole other problem in and of itself, right? So there are excellent social, moral, uh, uh, 
potential outcomes of having a technology like this. And so being able to share the story, being able to tell the story, being able to be an investor in that process, sometimes it's not about the return. And, of course, the stock hasn't done well as a return as it is, and you want to make a good return on your investments. But at the same time, uh, being involved in the process uh, makes a big difference. And there's been other companies we've been invested in that uh, we think can have tremendous impact. There are companies that we have walked away from investing. I think I've told you the story about DirecTV. And we own DirecTV and love the stock. We love the company. We invest a lot like Warren Buffett. We believe in strong economic moat, competitive advantage. And no, invest in what you know. Invest in what you buy. People complain about uh, rising health care today. Go buy health care stocks. Hedge your, that's a hedging position for you. If the health care companies are charging you more, they're probably making more money. And while people complain about them making more money, they don't go and buy their investments. <laughs> go buy the investment. Hedge your position. We used to talk about this with oil all the time, right? Gas prices were going up. Go buy oil stocks. That's what we did, right? So at the end of the day, when you think about your investing, we believe that the more you understand about what you own and why you own it, the more it enables you to stick to a process. The process is what enables one to be successful as an investor. And that all lends to being a good steward. Yes. So... The whole reason why Nepsis really came about was the idea of the multiplication of the talents. Of course, we all know the story. Uh, the master gives away three to three different people the talents. Two of them go and multiply them at different levels, and they're blessed. The third one goes and buries it, and, of course, we know what his outcome was, right? God's blessed us with a lot of talents. Now, the interesting thing is that many times we think it's money, but at Nepsis, we have advising with clarity, retiring with clarity, giving with clarity. Clarity is not just about, uh, investing is not just about money. Investing is also about investing in people, investing in your faith, investing in your family, investing in your neighborhoods, your cities, whatever that may be. The greater clarity you have in the investments that you're making that God's calling you to do, the greater blessings God's going to give you for it. You know, so Mark, when you were sharing all that, I'm just, I'm sitting here laughing because you know, you get very excited and very passionate. Your chair starts rocking. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I, on my Facebook, like, yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, okay, so I'm telling you this. And I, but I love that about you because you are in an industry where a lot of people can be rah, 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 and people yeah. zone it out and they don't know why they're investing in what yes. they're investing. And so you giving clarity to the client helps them to trust you more. So it's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful circle oh, that it you. makes. And I love the story that you just told about the um, company with the technology for freshness. Because yes. even if right now it's not performing well, it's much like what we talk about on the radio when we find a ministry that is really making an impact on disciples in the workplace. Yeah. And we small. go, but they're not everywhere. Why are they yeah. everywhere? Why isn't yeah. everybody a member of this yeah. or that or participating in this or even bottom line? Why aren't people reading their Bible yeah. and learning what God has for them? Now you've gone over the edge, woman. I know, right? I just read. go right to What's that. What's a Bible? But, yeah, no. but how? But so we get very excited when we hear about things that could help us to grow and be right. better, and that's what really what it sounds like you are doing when you see a business or a product that um, you know there's potential there. It yeah. just may not have happened yet, but more people need to know about it. Well, here's this gets a great point and, and great comments. Thanks. You know, this is where I get back to the idea with investing about the emotional aspect, the behavioral. Uh, 
and as the industry moves more and more into AI, artificial intelligence, and using machines to make the decisions on buying investments, a lot of those investments are in index funds, right? Low cost, what they call ETF index funds. And what I often tell people is whether you like it or not, fundamentally, you don't invest in the stock market. The stock market is nothing more than the greatest tool that's ever been created to bring buyers and sellers of businesses together. Right. And whether you own an ETF in the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, or some other fund, the reality is your money is invested in a business, period. And it's up to you to understand how much you want to know about what you own and why you own it. And many people don't care. Many people don't want to know what they own and why they own it. Until they do care, which is usually during the corrections. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate the point. And, and look, this is why we tell people investing with clarity is the foundation to building a successful investment uh, process and portfolio. Check out Mark Pearson and his team at Nepsis online at investwithclarity.com, investwithclarity.com. That's Nepsis, and you know they're a sponsor of I Work For Him. All right, Mark Pearson, a question. Martha's got a question for you, but before you ask that one, I want to know about ministries, because I know that you've got a heart and a passion for ministries, and your dad's is one of them. What are some of the ministries that you've got Nepsis involved in supporting as uh, just as part of the mission of, of Nepsis? Sure. So there's only a couple uh, right now that we are uh, interested in, in working with. Uh, we've looked at a couple others, um, and um, it's interesting. You know, when you have uh, success and when you, you know, you're, we have the radio program and we do a lot of stuff where we're out in the public and that sort of thing, everybody has great ideas, for ministry, and I actually uh, made a decision recently uh, to take one of our investments and create a foundation out of it. Cool. And uh, that foundation's sole purpose, that money that we've made, will be uh, each year we'll take money out of that for specific kingdom uh, purposes as part of the whole process of expanding the kingdom. Um, So there's a couple. One of them is locally Feed My Starving Children. We've gone there a couple times. Uh, I really have a heart for the feed, you know, feeding uh, people. You know, part, 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 probably part of the reason why I'm so big in, in like the whole concept of zest. Uh, then there's my parents' ministry. Uh, there's your ministry. Uh, looked at a couple of non-Christian uh, uh, organizations for giving also because. Uh, and maybe this is this is just my opinion, and, and God will guide me one way or the other, but I think sometimes non-Christian organizations need just as much help as Christian, and I think in some ways we can almost have a greater impact in those environments than we can within Christian organizations. Well, there's a lot of of non-faith-based organizations out there that have kingdom purpose. They just don't know it. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) They're doing kingdom stuff. They just don't get it. God, if if you believe in the premise that God owns everything, which I do, uh, and you believe that God is ultimately in control, which I do, then everything in theory belongs to God, right? Right. So you may not be a believer, uh, and there are many people through history who have not been believers, but God has used for tremendous kingdom purpose. Absolutely. I mean, doesn't God use Satan for kingdom purpose? Yep, he uses who All he needs. day long. He used Bill and Hillary to eliminate partial birth abortion. Yeah, great example. Mm-hmm. Great example. 
And I, I, I think that I, as believers, and one of the things uh, I, I have uh, come to come to realize as I get a little bit older, I'm not as old as you, am I? I think I'm younger than you. I can't remember. Maybe a function of my age. Because uh, like, you're older. Like <laughs> 361 <laughs> days. or yeah, 351 days. I look right. a lot younger, though. You do. And you have hair. <laughs> yes, I do. Thank you. What were you saying? Uh, so I don't remember. <laughs> you're talking about investing so, yeah, so, kingdom. So I think that as, as I look at organizations outside, uh, I've been a biggest supporter of local, speaking of Burnsville High School, big supporter of the high school here in Burnsville. Uh, and their ho- sport, not just hockey, but baseball programs, mm-hmm. uh, supporting some families and doing things there. Uh, we've also looked at United Heroes League, which is now called, um, what did they just change no, it to? No, it is. Uh, it or used United, to be defending the yeah, blue the line. Yeah, defending the blue line. Now it's United mm-hmm. Heroes League, which gives uh, sporting equipment to families of uh, parents who are in the service sure. and can't afford equipment. Um, and so as we continue to look at, as we, as we get through this, what we're going through right now, uh, we're going to put ourselves in a position where we're going to start looking much harder at a couple and nailing down a couple we want to spend more time with. Very good. Martha, you had a question for Mark. Well, I did because I think we talked about in the last segment about the fact that you um, do a very good job of helping to um, educate people around you regarding investments and um, the companies. And I just would love for our listeners to know how they can hear more from you. You have several different oh. avenues um, that, yes. you know, podcasting and things Thank like you. that. So, yep. so yeah, tell us, tell us about there's all your a, There's marketing. a lot of different places they can go to. Of course, we do a radio show uh, four o'clock central time here in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. You can hear it on iHeartRadio through our Salem channel here in Minneapolis uh, you can also go to Facebook Live. You can go to the Nepsis Inc. N E P S I S Inc. Facebook page. We record our radio shows on there. You can watch the radio shows even after. If you can't, I, I can't watch it at four o'clock, five o'clock in your time. Uh, I can go to the Facebook page and get to it. You can go to investwithclarity.com. That's our web page. Uh, we have a lot of free content there that people can get. White papers blog pieces they can download to learn not just about investing with clarity but investing in general uh and also our podcast called invest with clarity you can get it on itunes you can get it on Podbean, and uh you can link also from invest with clarity's facebook page uh web page to go to our formal podcast where we talk very directly about topics uh in an interview style with uh my podcasting uh partner matt halloran and how often are you doing your podcasts? So podcasts are done a little differently. They're recorded, and we've recorded, I think, now, what, 13, 14 of them? I think, yeah, uh, I think. 10, or, 10 or 12 are up right yep. now. They're sequential. Uh, you can The first one's just learning about me, and then it goes into the whole investing process. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. <clears throat> That's good. I just don't want he's, Matt he, to hang He's up. doing charades again. He is. Oh. We're practicing. And we do have to break. All right, so 31, almost 32 years. Next month, you'll be married 32 years to Julie. No, 31. No, 31 years. Yeah, 31. It just seems like 32 yeah. to Julie. Uh, okay, so 31 years to Julie. What, yes. what, do, what do you think one of the biggest keys to your successful marriage? Because you've been an entrepreneur the whole time. You, you've been running like crazy the whole time. Well, what do you think one of the keys is? I think one of the greatest keys in successful marriage, besides the canned answer everyone expects, is it's God-centered and that you know you you base your marriage around God, which it should, and, and it is in our case. But reasonable expectations out of a marriage. Mm. I think everybody thinks that everything should be rosy all the time, and it's not. 
Uh, and I think because of that, one of the greatest keys to successful marriages is communication. Uh, we spend a lot of time communicating on our program, or on our you know, in our business to our clients. Right. Uh, I believe communication in any relationship, whether it's with your children, your spouse, anything, foundation is Christ-based. Secondarily, it's communicating, and third, you got to be crazy about her. I love chasing her around. I can't keep my hands off her. Okay, that's enough of that, Matt. Now, you've you've watched your mom and dad be married twenty four years of your life. Okay, yep. so what have you learned about? What have you learned from your folks about what a successful marriage looks like? What, what's what's what have, what's glued into your personality so that you can make it work in the future? Yeah, well, I, I definitely the communication part. I've I've learned that and I've seen that. Um, so the other thing that I've really noticed is I spend a lot of my time with my dad. I often tell my friends he's my fifty year old friend less 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 a dad more friend but um i think just how to treat a woman and as i am looking or you know as i look to see who i want to spend the rest of my life with i think that he has been a great role model as to how to treat a woman and the things that you should do Matt Pearson, you can find him on Facebook. Matt Pearson and his. <laughs> what's your phone? He's what's eligible. That's an eligible. They use dating apps now. I don't even. I don't even know what they are, but they're dating apps. They meet people now. People, and that's the problem. People don't communicate. They go to apps well, now. And they text each other. Did you know yeah. communication? Snapchat. Texting is not communication. You, I. I yes. I, no, it's not talking. It's it is for, a form of communication, it's a, it's but right, it's not talking. Matt spends a lot of time with me. Matt has learned how to like my daughter. Uh, oh, let's our, give Alyssa a little yeah, head she's, shout out. You know, she's got her Christian blog thing doing. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's got like 70,000 followers. Okay. Well, like Sarah Michelle probably knows that because they're yeah, friends. Sarah but, does. You know. Yeah. But, but it, 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 communication is so paramount to success in anything, whether it's your family, your business, your neighborhood. Communication is a foundational component to a successful marriage. A successful friendship, right? Uh, any relationship that's going to be successful long term through good times and bad times has to has to be based on a communication uh, framework. Well, really, you take your clients for instance. If you never gave them an update, it, whether good or bad, yep. How would they even know that you're they, still in relationship? And they be yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they'd be like, "Well, he must have fallen off the end of the earth. I guess I got to do something yeah. else, you know." And absolutely. So you need that. Absolutely. And Good. real real quick, you know, obviously, look, communicating is hard for people. My wife's not a great communicator. I had to browbeat it out of her. It took her years. Now she has no problem communicating with me. <laughs> Well, that was an edifying wow. thing to end on. She, Take she that with a grain of salt, no everybody. No problem communicating with me, which is what I love. Yes. That's what you want. <laughs> Do you want to redeem yourself at all? No, she would. She would tell you the same exact. But thing. she wouldn't come on the air yeah. with us today. I rest my case. I understand. <laughs> I rest we love my you, case. Julie. Thank you. Okay, there you go. You just laid it out there. I did. Mark Pearson, CEO of Nepsis. Thanks for your support of I work for him. Thanks for being a great guy, and thanks for being a very good friend for all these years. Thank you, Matt Pearson, for joining us on I work for him today. It was a lot of fun hearing from little mini me. That was awesome. <laughs> Check out Nepsis online, investwithclarity.com, investwithclarity.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplaces are mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. him.